Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. to another episode of Dr. Homebrew. I am your host, JP, and we have uh, Brian ah, hello, and Keith Kevin. Hey. Willkommen. Hey. <laughs> should probably stop calling you that because I think yeah. someone's going to run into you and be like, wait, you're Keith Kevin. Yeah, my last hey. name is Koss. So it's uh, a really bad thing. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you're KKK. Uh, yeah, I just got that one. No. Uh, we are here. We have two uh, pretty awesome beers uh, here for you um, to listen to us taste and critique. And by us, of course, I mean our two lovely uh, master BJCP judges, not me, of course. I'm only recognized, uh, and even that was a challenge for me to do. So <laughs> there's no way that I'd be able to, to be here. But we do have we have a, ro- a, a Rogan beer. Rogan beer? We're debating on how to say it, and uh, it's like, just run it together. Oh, yeah, have Rogan beer. Roll the R and say it like Dita. <laughs> and then the other is, uh, like, a, what, a mixed fermentation, right, Keith? That's what it was? Yeah, it was yeah. like a Belgian farmhouse golden, uh, five different batches mixed together. And Something like that, five yeah. Five different barrels. And, is yeah. that a Solara? Is that what that uh, I don't think it called? was. I mean, Solara is, like, some, when you start with one barrel and then you take some out. Uh, or any kind of vessel, you, you put some, you know, you, you start off with a full amount, and you take some out, uh, you put more back in, and that that's like Solera, but, uh, okay. I don't think, but I don't think, from the in, from the description, I don't think that's what it was. It sounds very yes, uh, labor-intensive and, and pretty cool. What, this guy's putting the mixed on, yeah. in mixed fermentation sour. <laughs> I'm you. Yeah, man, you know, that's kind of the, the nice part about doing the show, or one of them at least, is that you get to see this weird stuff that homebrewers are doing, and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, before we get started, I do want to tell you guys about our fine sponsor, Five Star. You can go to Five Star Chemicals to learn all about what they do. They make PBW and the Star Sand and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I was actually using uh, both products today because I was kegging my beer for entry into the National Homebrewers Competition at HomebrewCon. Did I get it right? I think I said yeah, it right this time. You did. All right, good. I was doing the same the other night. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm fermenting, um, you know, in like three-gallon carboys. And so to get that scum ring off or whatever, I put like a gallon of PBW in. And I just put it, I bung it, and I lay it down on its side in the sink. So a gallon with a pound? And then I just turn it every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, and uh, it just eats that stuff right off, man. Yeah. In about 25, 30 minutes, I was able to get a brush in there. A couple, went, couple few tablespoons. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of eyeball it. I just eyeball it yeah. also. And I know they tell you don't do it and whatever, but it still I works. Mean, you know, as long as you rinse it well yeah. and then you sanitize, it'll be fine. I, I kind of do the like three times the rinse just to kind of be triply safe. I do too, yeah. It feels, you know, if you feel something that was just rinsed once, sometimes it's still a little slick. It is, like. Yeah, it is a little yeah. slick. It also, anything acidic tends to rinse it better. So if you have any old like star sand around or something like that, it's a good good thing yeah. to rinse it with too. Yeah, because my, wa- 
water is yeah super not acidic right it's <laughs> <laughs> very alkaline I, I realized i think one of my favorite smells in in like um you know when when you go visit a brewery is the smell of like chemicals with like yeast cake you, you know mm-hmm. that the sharp it's almost like hops but it's not just all that kind of residual funk that's but sharpness. Like yeah. yeah, like with the the PBW mixed with like your like the leftover yeast and Don't stuff. Drink it that smells stuff, JP. No, I won't drink it. It smells great though. Not great. It doesn't smell great. I mean it's I can think of a hundred other things that are smell better, but it's one of those like uh sense mem- uh, memory senses or whatever, like the smell things, right? Where like you go, Oh yeah, this smells like every brewery and I feel like a little bit like a yeah. level of legitimacy that I'm cleaning a fermentation vessel even the, though it's just stars, in my sink. Yeah, Star Sand has a certain smell to it too and i'm like yeah. oh did i start saying this growler and then i just smell it oh, yeah. yep yeah <laughs> actually i like the smell of fermenting beer and like sort of uh, like the co2 in the air when you walk into a place and you yeah. kind of smell that yeah. i mean obviously brewing day is always a great smell in a brewery as well but mm-hmm. you know that's not every day and you know um yeah it's, just, it's i don't yeah. know little things man walk by one of those like bubbling it. big garbage pills full of sanitizer <laughs> or whatever they use to um, so Water we are bubble. going to have today. We're going to have Brian on and uh, Jeffrey here. on. Oh. oh no, not you, Brian. There's another Brian. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's tell you about Grog Tag. They're doing a, a, a nice sale today. Uh, well, you know Grog Tag. They have amazing labels designed by professional designers who design professional things. But did you know that they have loads of label templates that you can upload your own images into, or that you can design your very own label and have Grog Tag print them for you on their durable and reusable labels? Well, you can. Head over to grogtag.com today and use code BNARMY for 10% off your purchase of some amazing custom labels. That's grogtag.com. Remember, BNARMY, 10% off from our friends at grogtag right. there. Uh, let me get Brian on the line here. Did he, uh, uh, I think, uh, call no answer. Brian McCall. Yep. Nope. Accept you. I'm going to accept you, Brian, and then I'm going to call you. Get him on the line. Brian, you want to do me a favor and pop that uh, that sucker and Let's do it. pass it around? We'll get him on the line. Brian, are you there, buddy? Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. We're uh, we're popping your beer. So, you know, it could popping be worse. caps. Was there a little fizz? There's a little fizz, right? Are you worried about the carbonation? <laughs> Keith keeps pouring it on the table. Both, both times, these bottles. For some reason, I can't <laughs> those, pour these bottles every time I... <laughs> thick, chunky Belgian t- yeah, style. I dig the bottles, man. Yeah. The ones you can cap. They're, I like yeah. those. They're well, like little squatty, what are they, 350s or 375s or something? 375s, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. With a little flare at the top. Great glass there. So tell us about this beer, man. What's uh, what's what, what's up with you and your, and your uh, you know, excess souring? <laughs> Well, um, I guess I uh, started home brewing. Just did uh, went into all grain right away, um, and actually went into all sours and Britannomyces right away too. Oh, wow. um, I got um, seven or eight little barrels right now, maybe, and then I have two bigger fifteen-gallon ones. And brew whenever I can, and nice blend and bottle whenever I can, and yeah, kind of just like making the beer that I like to drink. Blending is fun. Awesome, I like it, man. I like it. So, what was your um, anything special about this beer? I know in your notes you said that you had like four or five different barrels that you kind of blended together. Um, anything uh, else you want to talk about real fast before we jump into it? 
Um, this one was actually the first one I ever blended. Um, okay. So that was actually fun, and, um, you know, it's a little harder than it's just kind of mixing, you know, mixing beers together. But, yeah. Uh, hopefully getting better at it now. Um, but it's all the same. It's like a Saison recipe. Um, uh, you know, pale malt um, or two-row. What else is in there? Um, Vienna and flaked oats. Okay. And a little and some wheat. I can definitely taste the oats. I think maybe I can't. I don't know. It tastes oatsy to me. Um, well, well, in this one, you caught me a little off guard. I suppose I didn't. Or I didn't. Uh, didn't expect you to say send the beer so quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I um, mean, you know, look, I'm just trying to change it up. You know what I mean? No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> just trying to mess I with have you. A, I got a whole bunch of stuff conditioning in the bottle right now. Okay. And, cool. Uh, I only had two seven fifties. Yeah. So I actually, and you needed three bottles. Yep. So I actually poured two bottles. Into one, um, into into the three. Okay. So it was a little overcarbonated anyway. That's also something I'm kind of hopefully dialing in one of these days soon. But um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Brian, start right, us off, yeah. buddy. Brian to Brian. So Brian to Brian. Yeah. Moment. So it was presented as a, a 28B from the 2015 guidelines of Belgian farmhouse uh, with a Belgian golden ale base aged in neutral oak. You know not. Getting a ton of oak in the beer, but um, the the beer up front and the aroma it's it's got a kind of a pleasant bready thing up front. There's some leatheriness and some hay. Um, the grain to me jumps out kind of immediately and presents itself as a somewhat cereal like, um, e.g., Odie or Cheerios kind of an aroma. It's like when you stick your nose in a box of Cheerios you just opened. Um, I mean, maybe not that intense, but. It's there, and and I'm noting too that the the second bottle we opened is a little seems a little lower in that quality, but it's still there a little bit. Um, the beer leans heavily toward the funk. It is a little sour smelling, but not, uh, not not intensely so. I didn't get any any obvious acetic. Uh, it wasn't super vinegary. There might be a little bit in the background, but it's, it's mainly uh, lacto. Uh, no, um, well, lactic, I should say. No hops, no DMS, no diacetyl. You know, seems um, clean in those respects. Appearance-wise, it's a hazy, golden-bodied beer uh, with a low, whitish head that fades quickly. Mostly fine bubbles form kind of a collar around the, the rim there and stick to the sides as you... Uh, as you rouse it, there's no uh, no legs or anything here apparent. Um, flavor-wise, when I drink it, the cereal the cereal quality comes through more heavily in the flavor, and um, it's right alongside the the tart character and the funk. There's a, um, a moderate hay-like funk adds some depth, which is kind of nice. Um, but again, the first sample we had in the first bottle was a little more of that kind of. Uh, the, the cheerio like cereal quality the um pretty low not not super high acidity it's just you know enough tartness to, yeah this is a sour beer and it's, and it's not like you know melting your teeth enamel strength so it's kind of nice uh acidity level uh no hops balance to the malty and cereal characters more than the sourness and it finishes pretty dry the acidity kind of washes away quickly leaving that grainy aftertaste that, that lingers for a long time. Um, Mouthfeel-wise, it's medium-light-bodied. 
maybe a little bigger feeling than I would kind of hoped. Like it, it's dry, but in the in the mouthfeel you feel a little more body, and it could be a, you know it's just uh, it it has some more um, you know fermentables in there that could drop out. But uh, it's uh, there's no obvious alcohol warmth, not very smooth or creamy. Just has a bit of a puckering quality to it and kind of medium carbonation. Um, overall, this is it's an interesting, fun beer, but uh, you know, it has an, had a pretty inviting nose aside from the, the hints of the what was to come in the flavor. But it has that kind of strong starch grain oat-like quality in the flavor. That's that's pretty high and a little distracting to me. Um, yeah, I thought what what would you know what would have uh, what would save this beer? It, you know, it could be, and it, since it also didn't taste extremely sour, it could be this beer needs more time to finish and clean up some of the leftover elements uh, of the grain or starch that might have been in the beer to start with. I don't know if you intentionally left, you know, starches in there for Brett to chew on or something, but, you know, let that Brett chew away. It could stand to get a little funkier too. Um, and, and, you know, but I would also suggest just trying to let it sour a little more. Uh, some more time on the lactobacillus might help it. And it might also clean up that, that Cheerio-like note I was getting. That was an interesting one. And, um, you know, Keith and I had some discussion about that. I'll, I'll let him um, say a little more about that. Oh, no, what's we, what we I, say off, off of the show doesn't get, you know, we're not going to talk about that at no, all, actually. So Don't talk about what happens in the studio. I, I landed at a 29 on the beer. I thought it was pretty good. It's, um, but, yeah, it just, it needs, that, that, uh, that interesting note there was a little distracting. And I think, um, I don't know if, it, if it's something that you could... Um, blend out if it's a low flavor threshold thing, but it seemed pretty high in the beer. At least the first sample was more than um, very strong. So I don't know. The second one is actually a little more pleasant. I'd probably give it low 30s on, on the second sample or so. But, uh, yeah, interesting beer. Thanks for sharing it. Okay. Awesome. Sure. Keith, you're up, dude. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of times Brian and I are on, on different spectrums in our tasting, but I think this one we were pretty much exactly – at the same place so um aroma i got a mild acetic just just a touch um high cheerio cereal notes <clears throat> a hint of leather not getting any hops um or barnyard as, as it sits i thought the acetic character faded some and you know the the aroma the, the cereal flavor sort of got stronger um or at least more prominent appearance wise hazy gold nail wispy white head um maybe Maybe medium dark gold, but um, some haze. Carbonation looks fairly low, um, and the head dissipates really quickly. Flavor-wise, I got that strong Cheerios flavor. Uh, so I look, you know, was looking into this, um, what that is. And people ask me about it in the past, like, what is that Cheerios flavor in sour beer? And officially, it's called tetrahydropyridine. <laughs> Are you sure? THP, <laughs> THP, not THC. Make sure you hear that. Say the last. P as in Peter, not... Yes, yeah. in, you're making THC in your beers, Brian. The feds are on their way, dude. Don't worry about it. Sit tight. Beer. Sit tight. But they'll be right there. To me, it also <laughs> tastes a lot like popcorn. And everyone, every time you hear popcorn, you're like, "Oh, buttered popcorn, diacetyl." And it's no. not that. It's it's the grain of the popcorn. Just, yeah, yeah, actually eating popcorn like unbuttered it's like, popcorn, like air pop. Yeah, I just yeah. got an air popper and I, like yeah. yeah, I just tasted it yeah, right off it of that. A lot yeah. like this. It tastes too. pretty good. Um, Medium sourness, a hint of leather, uh, acetic character really wasn't as strong as I thought it would have been in the nose. So th there's not much acetic, so I think that that's good. Um, 
beyond that, there isn't, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, I'm not getting any wood. I'm giving me, me just to get a hint of vanilla, uh, and, and the base beer is, is overall pretty pretty much a blank canvas. Not a lot of hops, uh, not not really picking up any Belgian characters. And you, you don't usually expect to find those anyway in a, in a sour beer. So I think that's all sort of. Uh, you know, as it should be. Medium body, as as I, I agree with Brian, I thought the body was a little bit high for a sour beer. Usually, um, you start seeing some of those, uh, uh, you know, dextrins and such get chewed away by the by the bread or the, the lacto. Um, medium high carbonation, um, just a little bit of warming. I got so overall, I thought the beer was a pretty blank canvas and a pretty good beer to work with in terms of a sour sourness. Um, the cedar character I had gotten the nose really wasn't there in the flavor, so that was great. Overall, I liked the sourness with it. Um, just the, the big problem was the that THP, and generally that's you know created by lacto and Brett together um, or, or separately. Um, and I you know I've I've had a lot of beers I've tasted in the past that have had that, but usually it's just in the aftertaste. It was pretty interesting in this beer that it was really really strong, especially in that first bottle and the aroma. I think that's the first time I've ever noticed it that strongly in the aroma. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, the good part about what supposedly with that, with that flavor is that it does age out. Um, some people say it takes up to eight months to do that, or even up to a year. Um, another option I've, I've read about for I'm going to try this the next time I make a sour beer at home is uh, adding some wine yeast at packaging, and they say that'll also um, make that flavor go away. But with a lot of sour beers, you know, a lot of times, as Brian was mentioning, a little sourness wouldn't hurt. A little more sourness wouldn't hurt here, and a little more aging probably would, would get rid of some of that flavor too. Uh, I gave it a twenty twenty eight. Uh, do you think blending would take that away, or is that just a uh, thing might that have, Brett can clean up? You might have to blend more than 50-50, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you know, the lower percentages you're still going to get. I think it really varies the person tasting it, too, because I've had beers. I've had, like, Berliner Weisses, too, where they're kettle-soured, and I can still taste the same flavor in it. I was at a brewery recently. They were asking, they were asking about, like, oh, what's that flavor from? And I'm like, I know, I know what it is. I know what the flavor is, and I don't know exactly, but even um, – you know, even in small beers like that that are just kettle soured, have it. Um, but hmm. and the, the point I was making there was that not everybody in the room tasted it. People were like, "What are you talking about? I don't taste that at all." And I'm like, "Well, what? you know, it's it's a flavor threshold thing too. Um, so you could probably lower the amount in a beer by blending it. But by doing so, you know, there's not a, no, there's some judges probably would still be able to taste it. Some people would still be able to taste it. Some people actually find it uh, enjoyable, especially in low low quantities. I think. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it's it's. Weird in 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 concert with the sour and, and the tart and all that kind of stuff, but it's very de- it's delightful. It's it's different enough for me that I wouldn't know that it's a flaw. I, like I said in the beginning, I thought it was like the oats standing out, and and that's just kind of what yeah. It it's is. a fr- it's a form of graininess, and you would think that the oats might stand out like that. And yeah. there are, it's it's interesting to hear there are some oats in there too, or like I a toasted if, oats thing or something yeah, like that. You know, if, but if some of that component could have come from from the oats but i don't get it in a lot of you know you get an oatmeal stout you're not tasting a bunch of that or no know, just another another beer with a good amount of oats in it it everyone says cheerios but it does remind me of like you know just plain popcorn a lot yeah. of times what mm-hmm. i think of when i first when i first time i've ever had it many years ago and i was making sours i always thought I'm like oh that's diacetyl because popcorn you think of buttered popcorn but it's not that's kind of what i thought popcorn. it was too yeah um could that, be maybe mistaken uh, for like oxidation too or something but yeah okay uh, it's not really papery at all. Brad, do you have any questions for these guys, or did they kind of hit you? They kind of went over everything, I okay. think. All right. 
Have what you, else do you like to sour over there? What do you? What are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? What else? Yeah, um, what, do you, what you got going on? So I can tell the facts. Well, to be honest with you, I'm just kind of working on this one, one, two recipes right now. Okay. Um, You're one of those guys. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Tinkerer. Was, Typical was, Brian. Yeah, You're exactly. one of those guys. Um, <laughs> I got uh, Flanders Red going. Cool. And... Um, this one I'm just kind of dialing. I'm at a I'm work. I have a little house yeast going, um, that I actually just started using some acid malt, a little bit like one two percent, just to balance out the pH and the bourbon mash a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I started doing overnight mashes. Um, I heard that I think on the Ale Apothecary show with the session. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tried that and I like it actually it gets it's uh, it even gets a little bit more body I mean this is only mm, about 5% a little less than probably okay um, uh, started doing that and kind of messing around with a little bit more hops now yeah yeah I mean it's surprising that the sour has this much body to it it's not like heavy bodied but most people have the other you know the opposite problem the body just completely goes away and there's nothing in there so it's uh, interesting. Brian, have you tasted the Cheerios flavor yourself? And then have you tasted other yeah. beers that you've made no, as well? I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, I, maybe it's not jumping out. I'm actually, I just poured myself some more. Um, <laughs> jumping out as much as you guys were saying to me. But, I mean, I definitely, I kind of, I thought it was more of a diacetyl kind of thing. Um, that it has that little, like, sweetness on the end. Um, mm, mm-hmm. that I thought was possibly coming from some hops because I had some dry hop sours not too long ago. Mm. Um, that I had I heard really some, like dry uh, hop commercial sours. some commercial um, samples of it that you get the little kind of like hop sweetness. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I see it or smell it, taste it, whatever. Yeah. And it, and it was different in the two bottles we had too. So you know, the first bottle was a lot stronger than the second one. So it you know, it, for some reason it's it's varying, and it you know maybe it's aging out of faster out of one faster than the other for some unknown reason. But um, yeah, well, that's also one thing I'm kind of trying to dial into is the consistency a little bit. Um, you know, with this one being this was either my first or second, I think mean, first blend, but you know some of my earlier sour beers that I made. Um, I mean, this one's, I probably made this one a year and a half ago, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even two years ago. Did now. you, did you get this flavor in all of your base beers before you blended them together also? Not as much. Okay. Um, but it was kind of consistent. Yeah. And mm. I think that's going away now Okay, a little bit more now, the more that I, uh, you know, kind of learning, you know, just learning more and, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of figuring out the system a little bit better or the brew house a little bit better. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, you know, thanks for the help. Yeah, yeah of course. course. Yeah, thanks I'm for here. sending it in, man. And I think you're on the right track. I mean, this is this is actually you know you're, you're not far away, and I think even with a little age, this beer would be, would be you know as Much Brian better. mentioned, high you know 30s already maybe with the second bottle, but even higher than that yeah. with, a, with a little bit of age on it. Yeah, yeah, like he said, good recipe to work with. Just work on the the technique and the souring and the, you know getting the funk level right and balancing all that stuff. And blending is fun. Um, are you doing like uh, 
gram scale blending or what you, <laughs> what are you doing for the actual That's for mix? the THC, not the THP. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it just uh, uh, I've always I just drive. done like teaspoon blending, but it's stupid because yeah, it's so yeah, variable. Like if yeah, you have a gram like, scale, uh, I mean, I've you got a measured uh, eyedropper kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. and that's probably a little I'll, better than mine. you know. I'll, I'll pull four ounces or whatever off of every single you know thing yeah. I want to blend from, and then taste each one. Kind of from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that process. It's fun. I mean, I'm not super scientific with it when i do it i just get close and i you know usually the beer comes out pretty close to what i want and it's fine it's not like i'm you know i'm usually just pour, making it for friends to taste and and for my own enjoyment not for a competition or something but you know yeah it's, it's pretty fun yeah it was kind of that's kind of what I, I i mean these are the kind of beers i like to drink and they don't we don't get yeah. a whole lot of them out in wisconsin yeah yeah one time like, i did a, a, a blind a blind mixing with my brother where we both like decided what our mix was going to be with the teaspoon blending and then i did mine and his and then i covered up whose name it was and and then we tasted them and we both decided mine was better (laughs) revealed the label i promise i didn't peek nice it was kind of cool all right brian well if that's it man we'll let you split cool that rhymes all right dan thank you very much man i appreciate it all right thank you all right keep on sour yeah that was neat yeah, I like uh, I like when people send in sour beers because it's like it's coveted, it's aged, and it's yeah. very you know you can't just whip another one out in two weeks. I I don't know. That yeah, feels like good, man. Aged barley wine or a barrel, you know, a barrel aged beer or a sour or something. They're very special. You get every day. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. All right, we're gonna take a break and then we'll be uh, right back talking about beers and stuff. We're also giving away a beer bug on this show. Cool. So, uh, you know, we'll be back to do that. It's Dr. Homebrew. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, bro. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
the examination. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We're going to get Jeff on this line here, and uh, we're going to dial this up a notch because we have a Rogan beer. Yeah, go around the corner to your nearest brew pub and get a pint of their finest Rogan beer. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a leader? <laughs> you know, every brew pub has one, right? <laughs> what is a Rogan beer? Well, here, don't tell me what a Rogan beer is. Let's first hear from IDIP. Uh, the smart, wa- uh, smart Brew Water Testing Kit incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. It's perfect for home or commercial use because it takes great water to make great beer. We all know that, especially on this show. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed. So if you're dumb like me, this is going to be great for you. I have a problem like adding two numbers and two, like four numbers together, right? Like 24 and, you know, 89. I can't do that very easily in my head. I'm stupid. So uh, the iDip is perfect for idiots like me. Uh, the iDip pairs with via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. Um, you can email the test to the rest of your brewers, photo or post of, on your Facebook page, and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. It has uh, over 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more. So if you have a pool or a spa or a fish tank, I suppose, right? You need to know pH for fish tanks yeah. and stuff, right? Uh, this is the perfect thing for you. You can kind of just cover all your water needs. And you only need four mils for each test. Uh, has a patent safe and simple reagent testing method that anybody can use. Uh, also, no math needed. Uh, enter code TBN10 at checkout and save 10 bucks at smartbrewkit.com. 10 bucks. Smartbrewkit.com. And I think these guys are going to be at NHC. They're kind of everywhere. So if they're at, uh, or excuse me, Homebrew Con, I don't want the, uh, the homebrewing Gestapo to come after me. Um, Go up to the booth and say hi. I believe George will be there. He's a good dude. Maybe Mike. I don't know either. Uh, but uh, go up and, and thank them, please, very much for, for, for sponsoring this show and sponsoring the Brewing Network. They've been kind of uh, here for a, a while. So, yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. They're good, uh, they're good people. supporters. Yeah. That, but also just, yeah, good guys. Good to talk to. And, and they know the... The in-depth details, they make it simple so you don't have to do all that crazy stuff. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we're going to be doing a rog and beer here with Jeff. A long-distance company access code is required. Number you have dialed. You're serious. Mm. All right, well, Jeff, if you're listening, homie, uh, give me a call, 888-401-2337, because uh, the, uh, I don't know, our phone system doesn't like you very much, I guess. I don't know what's going on. Um, Brian, tell me, what is a uh, Roggen beer, by the way? Well, Roggen is the German word for rye, and it is a rye beer, um, much in the vein of a, of a German Weizen, but with rye instead of the wheat, and but darker. And um, it's not a beer that you'll get a lot of uh, around at your corner brew pub. Yeah. Um, contrary to what Dieter there was just saying. Dieter? Um, Hello. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's... No, he's calling. It's, okay. a, it's a kind of a coppery orange, and uh, it has, should have some clove and banana okay. characters, like a like a Weizen, but with the spiciness of rye. Uh, Jeff, rye hey, all right, good. Yeah, Jeff. how you doing, buddy? Sorry about that. I'm all right. I uh, lost my phone and my motorcycle ride home, so it's been an adventure tonight. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that uh, that sucks, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, all your folders are uh, you know password protected. If you know, he's what a mean. motorcycle yeah. riding rug and beer brewer. This guy likes to live dangerously. Yeah. Well, he has to now. He has to go. But hopefully, he can find it, or else he has to go back and get all his memes again. Which yeah. is really like nine nine tenths of my photos and my my phone are just memes. That's that's the age I'm at right now. People puking. <laughs> Uh, so how long have you been home brewing, Jeff, man? What's up with this Roggen beer? What, what's going uh, on with your so life? We've been brewing for a couple years. Uh, housemate uh, I used to live with actually worked at more beer at one time and basically gave me my education. Oh. And just straight into 10-gallon uh, all-grain brewing. Who was and it? I've been doing it ever since. What was their name? Um, his name is Kent Thompson. Cool. Kent, uh, I, yeah, like long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I used to work with that dude. Right on. Yeah. Punch so, uh, him in the face. So yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't, don't hit him. Don't hit him. Just slap him around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just tickle his ass a little bit. No, sorry. JP. <laughs> um, so, Roggen beer. Is this your first time brewing this one? Yeah. So, I've, I've always really liked Riot beers, like Track 7s, or like Riot Act, and things like that. Um, and I didn't realize that this was even a style until going through, uh, like, brewing classic styles and listening to uh, uh, brewing with style. And yeah. then I've had to have one, but they aren't available anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, it used to be a regular uh, style, and they've now, like, you know, it used to be in with the wheat beers, now they've demoted it to a, like, the second-to-last historical beer. Yeah, it's, ba- it's buried <laughs> yeah. in the historical it's styles down. now. 27, yeah. 8. <laughs> <laughs> right before so Sati. <laughs> So this was a challenge to see if I could brew something that's representative without having ever tasted it and just reading about it. Okay. As you could imagine, that makes it a challenge to judge as well because neither of us has yep. had a commercial version of it either. So, how do you think you did before before Keith uh, lets loose on you? Um, I I like it. I drank okay. five gallons of it. Well, there you <laughs> go. That's the ultimate uh, compliment. Yeah. All right, yeah. Keith, go for it, dude. Okay. Um, so on the nose, I'm getting a moderate banana, bubblegum, light toast, um, just a light clove character. Not really getting much of the spicy rye. Uh, to me, I always have a hard time in terms of uh, aroma with rye anyway, really picking that up. Um, no hops. Getting just a hint of mustiness. Uh, but overall, a clean, uh, you know, Insta-style uh, aroma. Uh, color-wise... Looking at a deep amber malt, slightly off-white head, with a long-lasting collar that uh, it's sort of tannish. Um, not really a rocky head, so not, it's not looking like a Hefeweizen where you have that you know that big uh, frothy rocky head. I'm not really seeing that, but um, hazy. But I wouldn't say it's super hazy either, um, like a like a Weizen or Dunkelweizen. But um, mm-hmm. but you know, not not bad. I gave it a two there in, in terms of appearance. Um, Flavor-wise, we got a medium banana, uh, bubblegum, medium-low clove, long, dry, and spicy finish from the rye. Um, Looks hint, like our show. Yeah. <laughs> hint of caramel <laughs> in the flavor. Uh, that, that seems a little out of place, uh, the, the little bit of caramel there. Uh, bitterness is medium-low, um, but it's, it's appropriate. I can still noticeable. Uh, no hop flavor and noticeable at all. Uh, overall, once again, pretty pretty clean in terms of fermentation. Medium body, medium carbonation, light astringency from the malts, low creaminess and no alcohol warming. 
overall impression a you know well made beer and it's to style and you know that's a tough thing to do when you don't know what the style you know like well I haven't had a lot of these not really much to compare it to but I think really you know the the drying of the rye really you know really fits the style quite appropriately I thought that you used you know somewhat subdued in terms of the of the uh, cloviness uh, I thought the the bubblegum to me was a little bit high um, carbonation mm-hmm. was was medium medium i'd like to see that a little bit higher as well i mean the style should have a high carbonation like a hefeweizen or dunkelweizen mm-hmm. the carbonation was a little bit low and i thought you know I, I liked i thought it was appropriate for the lingering lingering harshness from the rye i just didn't really love it as a drinker of the beer so if i would make it again i maybe maybe add a little more sweetness or even just not have so much rye drying out or possibly change your water or lower your hops just a little bit something because it just kind of has this sort of uh lasting sort of harsh kind of finish to it and it's not it's not bad bad but it's just enough where i'd be like yeah one pint would probably be be enough for me just because of that but i mean overall i scored it a 36 i think it's well made for the style uh, so you know, I think it's a, it's a good beer. I would just probably make some minor tweaks to it in terms of the that lingering finish. Mm, okay, cool. Brian, um, you're up yeah, next, Miss. Thanks squad. for sending us a Rogan beer. That's cool. Um, yeah. It was pleasant, clean. The, the aroma was. You know, I, I felt like it got a little bit of spiciness. Now it could be coming from some of the clove, but it, it's not. It didn't seem like just a phenolic, like kind of a pumpernickel bread kind of thing, mm. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Appropriately, it's at a, you know, the, the clove is kind of at a medium level. Um, and earlier, I felt like I got more clove in the beer. And as I'm drinking it more, uh, especially in the flavor, I felt like I got a little more. But it's 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 kind of a little more muted than I originally um, judged it as. Um, there's no DMS or diacetyl, acetaldehyde, any of those things. It seems very, very cleanly brewed. There's a little low floral hop in there, pretty subdued. I'm getting almost no banana in the in the nose. There's just a low fruitiness, um, maybe a little bit of that bubble gum that that Keith is finding. But you know, mostly you get that uh, bread crusty, bready, and 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 you know, dark pumpernickel, interesting bread kind of character. So um, a little clove. The appearance it's nice um, color wise, burnt amber, kind of light copper color, and some kind of reddish orange uh, background colors. But it is. It did have a, you know, it had a pretty, pretty moderate amount of haze, which is okay for the style, and a low, creamy, light tan head uh, that persisted only a short while here. But, um, you know, pretty, pretty decent for appearance. Looks about like it should. Flavor-wise, it's it's richly malty. It does it does have the impression of that um, rye spice. Um, earlier, I felt like it was being a little bit overtaken, or at least matching the the kind of the clove spiciness. It was leaning a little phenolic. I feel like there's a lot of yeast character in here. But, um, you know, actually the malt is supporting it nicely, and it's kind of, kind of coming out in tandem, and it's it's a really interesting combination of flavors. It has a medium-dry finish. I mean, part of the key of this style is that kind of drying graininess that lingers, and it, it does do that along with the clove. Uh, I'm getting a very faint banana. I don't think you need a huge amount of banana in there, but a little more would be nice to me to to balance with uh, the the rest of what's going on here. Yeah, you want you want a huge, um, you want a bigger banana, Brian? I want, <laughs> I want more banana. Don't we all? Only a kind of medium low bitterness in there. It's out of the way. Uh so that was nice too. Mouthfeel wise, medium full bodied with the impression of uh, a little bit of astringency from the phenolics. It wasn't quite as smooth as I hoped, but um it was 
it's just a kind of a big, bold, grainy rye beer. So, you know, it, it's substantial feeling. Uh, I didn't get any alcohol warmth, though. It's not big in that way. And just kind of a medium carbonation supporting everything there and pushing out some of those flavors. Um, it's a very pleasant drinking Roggen beer. It has a lot going for it. Roggen beer. Uh, the, the clove is uh, <laughs> a little on the heavier side, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's passing up some of the other elements, um, especially any banana that's there. The banana is kind of virtually non-existent. But I did like the rice spiciness that I got was one saving grace. It was kind of, you know, it felt like as advertised. Um, but, um, you know, in some senses it was kind of fighting with the phenolic a little bit, and there was nothing here to, there to add that, that third element, the extra balance. But uh, the recipe seems pretty good, a little, you know, a little on the bold side. I might suggest... Fermenting it's just slightly warmer, you get a few more um, esters and, and bring up that banana character a little bit, and or experiment with some different yeasts. Um, just be careful not to, to stress your yeast. Um, you could just also back off the maltiness just a little touch too to let some of those things shine through a little more. But you know, I, I thought it was a very good beer. I kind of give it the, the middle range of very good uh, thirty three. So um, it's a tasty beer. You could you could drink. It and enjoy it, but yeah, again, like I couldn't drink a lot of this, and it might not yeah. be my my favorite style. I try to try not to take that into account when I'm judging something. But is there um, a, a, a creamy mouthfeel in there that shouldn't some, be? Should that be more crisp or something? Is that maybe that's just me? Should have kind of a grainy, dry finish, um, but creaminess, like a smooth, like in the it just, should be in pretty the, in the it middle. Should be there. pretty creamy. Okay, it should be pretty creamy smooth. Okay. And yeah, I didn't think it was quite as as smooth as it could have been, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't wasn't like biting harsh and super astringent. It was just a little element of, of you know some of the clove phenolic was kind of biting a little bit, but not like huge attack. Yeah, so just some minor fine balance issues, but I thought it was a pretty good beer. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, Jeff, what do you uh, what do you have to say for yourself? What uh, do you have, <laughs> I don't know? Do you have any uh, questions for these guys about that? Um, no, I think I think uh, what they said was was right. I I did ferment it. At, it was kind of it was a um, the Weiss thirty sixty eight, and I did it at sixty two, which I know is a little low. That's pretty low. Um, I, I do yeah. my thirty sixty eights at fifty eight degrees to start, but um, yeah, different. Okay. There's all kind. Of, that's an interesting yeah. interesting discussion too. We could have about what different flavors you'll get with that yeast strain. Well, I, you know, I would hate the opposite problem of just having it taste like you know. So I'm asked. I taste just like big banana all over. Like that's all you taste. And it covers everything else up. So it's better to have the opposite problem and go a little more conservative with I, I, that. I find you actually get more banana when you go start around 58 and 62 is a range. It's strangely enough that you get probably about as little banana as possible, and it's more clove focused. But anyway, mm. sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, yeah, and also, like I said, this is the first time I've ever had a beer judged. So I'm glad to hear that my fermentation is is clean and my system seems to be working so I'm yeah, happy doing, doing fine there you <laughs> listen to that Kent guy huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool well if, if that's it man we'll let you go cool thank you alright thanks Jeff appreciate it man yeah. thanks it was good to be here alright All right. later uh, wow man we're rolling through this show you guys might ha- oh no oh. Keith you brought some beers too. I did alright we should uh, we're gonna take a, uh, our last break uh, we're gonna give some shit away and then, uh, well, not shit, but you know what I mean. Some Do good we stuff. really want to drink Keith's beer on the show? I think we have to. I think we have to. We have about 15 minutes to just okay. slaughter him with comments. Did we talk about anyone's recipe? No, I forgot. <laughs> you got to remind me. What was the percentage Call of rye? Jeff back. Uh, oh, we don't have his number. 
God. Jeff, call us back and tell us your recipe. Are you still listening? <laughs> uh, all right. I just want another percentage of rye. Maybe we can get that briefly after the break. and then. Can you, know. you imagine if we had Brian's recipe? Like, how long uh-huh. would that be? Because it's four different beers. Yeah. That'd be insane. I mean, you yeah. have to remind me. I, I forget. I want to do it. I just, I, you know, once a, once a month is not enough for me to remember. It. I I'm sabotaging you. everybody. All right. We're going to take a break, everyone. We'll uh, come back. We're going to give away a beer bug from our friends who read the beer bug, of course. And then um, drink some beer and, I don't know, make out. That's Dr. Humble. Hang on. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Hello, this is the Brewing Network. I'm a director call. Hey, this is Jeff calling back. Hey, what's hey, up, man? Jeff? Hey, you sound a lot better for some reason. <laughs> we forgot to ask you something, Jeff. Yeah. What was the percentage of rye in that beer, yeah, and what me. else did you have in there? Tell me your recipe, uh, homie. Okay. So for five gallons, it was uh, five pounds of rye, three pounds of caramunic, and three pounds of pilner. What kind of rye did you use in it? Was it uh, um, flaked just, or, or rye malt? Uh, rye malt. Okay. Yeah. And what about the mash uh, regimen? Um, it was... Let me pull up my notes here. Nope. A, uh, no notes. Been, Don't cheat. <laughs> it went 155 uh, for 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, despite the pretty high mash, it dried out nicely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for satisfying my yeah. curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, but wait, but wait. You're dismissed now. <laughs> All right, thank All you. Right, thanks, man. Bye-bye. Bye. JP just likes to say bye-bye. 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 <laughs> okay, oh, so. We didn't ask him about his water. Do we want to call <laughs> Oh, hey, we- Jeff, call me. I need to know about your How hard is your water? <laughs> how hard is your water? And how is it affecting your banana? We can do some some serious weird, no. weird shit. No, we're okay. How hard is your water? The water seemed fine in that beer. That's, that wasn't a problem. Um... 
Deadlines for the uh, National Homebrews Competition uh, in but March 8th. All your entries have to be at their designated, designated destinations by March 8th. Um, yeah, for sure. And this is uh, my little AHA plug here, by the way, because uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I just uh, join the AHA. If you got, uh, who's going to NHC? Are you guys going to NHC? I'm no. planning. You're planning. Okay, you'll be there. I'll be having a baby. Like a week before, You're not probably. Showing. You shouldn't well, probably be drinking either right uh, now. Your you know? wife will be having a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're pregnant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to go. I have I have two beers entered in the competition, which I, I took a break from comp, from entering comps because I just kept getting slaughtered, and I just I got all fed up by the judges' comments and shit, which I think is what kind of sparked this show. So I was like, motherfucker. If I want to be, beat those motherfuckers yeah. up in person, I can do it here. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I'm confused, there has to be other people who are, who are confused and want better feedback. So, um, oh. But anyway, I think uh, the, this, this class of judge will be pretty good um, from what I hear from everybody well, you've else. You've been so. working to dial your stuff in. So, yeah, you've yeah. got the stout and something else. Well, you probably can't talk too much about The grotchitschki. It's just the, the yeah. It's fine. No one's going to know. I used BioFine for the first time on it. Oh. And it dropped it really clear. But I think it stripped some flavor out. I don't know if that does that or not. Yeah. I, I use it a lot. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't find that. I mean, I don't. I use it a lot, so I'm not sure if I know it does or not anyway. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it was a 3% beer, for God's sake. Yeah. It's not, it yeah. can't have too much body or whatever. But it, is, I don't, it doesn't feel like extra smoky. But I don't know. You need to have a cigarette while you're drinking. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll, cigar. I'll put a cigar out in it and then drink it. It's like having a lime wedge just, or whatever. Yeah, throw you know like when I mean? you when you bottle it for the NHC, just throw a full cigar. Into the- <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think that'll be great. Uh, okay, let's give something away. Let's give this beer bug away. Our friends at the beer bug. You guys know the beer bug, of course, as uh, it attaches wire uh, via uh, wireless internet communication system to an app on your phone uh, and it tells you what's going on in your beer. You're starting gravity, you're finishing gravity, and all the points in between. Um, who is the winner, Brian? You're responsible for this part of the show. The beer bug goes to the person with the highest score? Yes, the person with the highest score. That would be Jeff. Jeff, hey, alright. Congratulations, Jeff. I think. Can, can you call us back so we can get <laughs> Yeah, Someone is calling. Let's see who this I'm is. I'm not good at math, but I think we both scored it higher. So. Yes, yeah. hello. This is the Brewing Network. Hi, uh, this is Wood from Phoenix. Oh, hello, Wood. How are you doing? How's Phoenix? Oh, Phoenix is so warm. Really? Yeah, we're surrounded by sun. <clears throat> oh, my God. Uh, and phlegm. Wait, you're surrounded by sun? Hmm. Surrounded by sun and phlegm. On, on how many sides? Because I feel like that's impossible to be surra- completely surrounded by the sun. Well, no, I'm, uh, it's Phoenix, Australia. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then that makes more sense. Oh. Good day. <laughs> Well, uh, it's good, there, good yeah. day to you, mate. <laughs> I was putting a shrimp on the barbie, and I oh. wanted to just call in and say that I love the show. I don't listen that often, but when I do, I really enjoy it with my mates. Oh, well, hey, I really appreciate that. That's uh, that's very nice of you. How is uh, how's everything going down under? Well, under, I'll tell underneath. you what. It's it's very dry. There's yeah. a lot of snakes and spiders. Oh shit! That sounds wow. really scary, man. But I had a I had a question for you guys about brewing and stuff. Yeah, go ahead. We can answer anything you want. Okay, um, what size? Um, probably five. Okay, yeah, I was thinking five or 5.2 liters. Something, I mean, whatever you want. You know what I mean? Whatever works best for you. How, how many do you have? Well, I have eight. So oh. I, I just, I was thinking five, 5.7 liters and, um, you know, surrounded by sun and snakes and spiders. 
Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would go. I would probably go forward just to play it safe. Um, but I would also wear a lot of yellow while you did it, and then that might, you know, work out. In, Put in a few spiders' interest. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I was thinking. But I, I did have a question about the Pico Brew. Oh yes, please, please ask me the question. So you brewed a beer for a competition for a Pico Brew yes. or with a Pico Brew. Yes. And you used finding agents. Can you use the finding agents in the Pico Brew process, or do you have to use them afterwards in the keg as usual? No, you can do. Uh, you can use them in the process. You can either add them to um, because at, uh, the Pico Brew uses a, a, a keg as the, the containment vessel. So you can either set a reminder for yourself to just drop in like the whirl flock or Irish moss or whatever you want to use uh, into the keg itself, or you can actually set a, uh, a step in the process itself and you put the the whirl flock in like the little hop container and it'll just recirculate right. it for you that way if you have a 15 or 20 minute edition you just put it in there with those hops i yeah. am i'm fascinated as, as my mates are about this process <laughs> as, as i get older with my mates here yeah. in, in australia um as you know we look at a, a more profitable and easier way to brew beer that doesn't require a six-hour brew day standing in front of yeah. your breezeway down here in, in Australia. So right. it's about four in the afternoon there. How long have you been drinking today? <laughs> I've been drinking since, um, well, what day is today for you? It's Thursday. <laughs> so for you, for me, it's it's actually Sunday last week. Okay. <laughs> and so I started drinking at Sunday at about four in the morning. That's yeah. not what Google says. Yeah, well, you know, Google is, down here, it's, it's Google. It's different. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's Elogu. Oh. It's all good. Yeah, it, it's a little backwards. You know, uh, my right. my English, my accent has just kicked in. I'm oh. sorry about that. I just wanted to call and to say that uh, I love the show, and I haven't listened in a long time. But uh, it sounds like a great thing for me to do. And I, I remember thinking about the Pinko Brew. Uh, Plinko Brew is that it? Uh, Pinko <laughs> Brew. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a fifties throwback. It's a whole thing. <laughs> then you can see right. eat some yeah. shrimps. You know. Yeah. I'm very excited about that, but I love you guys. Hey, I love hey you. we love you too, stranger I've never heard of. Yes, and I'm very proud of you, JP. And <laughs> the <show is> great. <laughs> and I'd like to say uh, if we could do roll call real quick. Yes. JP? Yeah. yeah. Present? Present, yes, sorry. Yes. All right, and uh, other guy? Uh, present. Right, and uh, is there another guy there? There is no Present. Guy. Right. No. Right. No right. Girls. right. There's no other guys Obviously, here. Obviously, they wouldn't put up with us. That's it. This is uh, uh, this is uh, Andy from, or uh, sorry, Wood. Yes. Of course, uh, yes. from uh, Phoenix, uh, Australia, uh, signing off. But thank you for letting me uh, indulge myself in a uh, long distance call. This cost eight thousand pounds. Oh man. Well, it's a good thing you have some weight to spare. I mean, well, the dollar is pretty know. strong right now, so you'll be all right. Conversion's <laughs> right, right. great. I gotta right. get back to drinking, but uh, have yes. a great show. All right, and it's, enjoy it's, your Sunday. Wear yellow. Right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Love you. All right, love you too, man. Bye. I like uh, Wood. Andy Wood. Everybody. Now I know why we don't take callers regularly on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Wood is the best. Uh, okay, so we gave the beer bug away. Yes, we did that. We did. Jeff got it. All I right. thought it was so that back means. To say, Woo! Yeah, I know, right? So that means Brian gets the Grog Tag gift certificate. Forty dollars to grogtag.com, sir. This beer's gonna look good. Go to grogtag.com and see all of the cool stuff that you're gonna be able to make. Let me make a note here. You got the Grog Tag, and then Jeff got the beer bug. Okay, that means we're ready to go. Keith, why aren't you pouring your beer yet, dude? The fuck's wrong with you? Dude, Kulsh, man. You guys have all, all kind of glasses in front of you. You're not finishing your beers. So that was one of the rules on the show is that you could only pause a coach, man. Uh, while we're getting some beer, uh, don't forget the Spring Fest is coming April 1st. 
April 1st, yes. And uh, we're going to be here. It's out in Toto Santos Park. So come hang out with everybody and uh, drink a lot of beer. I'm sure you can get tickets at uh, thebringnetwork.com. And, uh, you know, like that. Yeah. Also, um, there's another Beer Judging 101 coming up for our SAC Beer Week coming up. It's on um, March 12th. At the and we're competing with the Capital Brew Fest up there, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for people that are potential judges. You can come learn from the the guy I learned from, Dave Techum. Dave Techum, yeah, he's a good dude, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So um, look for us out there. Um, yeah, sounds good. Beer judging one hundred and one. Where do they go for information? Uh, tinyurl.com slash <laughs> SAC BW Class 17. Okay. SAC BW Class 17. I'm yeah. sure you Google it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, this Kolsch is very good. Keith, what do you think? What would you give it? It's my own beer, so it would be a 50, I would, I would think. Um, Honesty. Of course. Integrity. <laughs> the hallmarks of the judging system. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, why we don't man. judge our own beers. You're right, right, right. Yeah. It's good. It's delicious Kolsch, man. I would I would have pints of this, for sure. Uh, okay, let's get out of here. Let's give everyone a break. Uh, this has been Dr. Homebrew. Uh, if you're uh, listening live, stay tuned. In about five minutes, we'll be back on with another show. If you're hitting the podcast, um, you know, either wait a week or two weeks or uh, just hit the next button, and uh, we'll see you there. If you're close by, just come drink with us over here at the Hop Grenade. We're here. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, we'll uh, see you, I don't know, see you in Australia or whatever, I think. Yeah.